Hey guys, welcome back to 20s and Abroad. Today, me, Gerda, will have a beautiful chat with my former college coach and close friend of mine, Josie. First of all, I'm super excited that you, Josiah, agreed to participate and tell your inspirational traveling stories. But before we jump right in into your storytelling, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe your childhood, where you're coming from, and so on. Hey, Gerda, thanks for having me. I, uh, I'm Josiah Peterson. Um, I'm originally from kind of a small town just outside of Missoula, Montana. I uh, was kind of born and raised there. Um, went to school there uh, for high school. And then, um, yeah, that's that's kind of, I guess, my, my <laughs> origin story, you could say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, And right now you are located in Portland. Yes, yeah. My wife and I are uh, located here in Portland, Oregon. Well, how come? What is the uh, background story of that? Yeah, we. My wife is uh, is in dental school. She's in her third year right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we were looking at schools, we had a couple different options, but uh, ended up choosing Portland. And so, rather than doing a long distance marriage, I kind of tagged along and, and ended mm-hmm. up over here as well. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I. I mean, I have to tell that. For I. Mean, I guess from my perspective and my teammates' perspectives, uh, that was probably the best decision of yours because we are truly (laughs) thankful that you actually came to Portland State. I don't know how I would manage my last year without you, honestly. So (laughs) good job on that. (laughs) Hey, thank you. Yeah, it's good to hear. (laughs) But so if we jump right into your traveling stories, if you recall or maybe you have even counted to how many countries have you been to? Maybe approximately. Um, let me just go. I, it's it's a little over a dozen, I would say, mm-hmm. just off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. What, what? Maybe what's the most beautiful or like the most, uh, I don't know, the most special country to you? Um. No, that's a good question. Um. It's it's hard not to say, of course, like where my wife and I eloped. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think that's probably the proper answer, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yes. I would say honestly, the the place I had the biggest connection uh, with, as far as when we were traveling, uh, had to probably be Bali when we went there. So when we you visited went to... Indonesia, wait, how come I don't know about that? Or maybe I just kind of <laughs> like, really, you went to yeah, Bali? The... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's our that was our first stop uh, after we left. We we stayed in Bali for a while. Oh, I see. I think I misheard that at some point, but uh, how was that? How was uh, that the experience? was great. Um, honestly, that was uh, number one. It was probably like I had gone to Hawaii a lot because I had some family that lived over there growing up. Um, and um, but I actually that was like one of the first times I'd been to a climate like that um, that wasn't like an English speaking. Yeah. Um, you know, culture, and uh, it was just kind of really eye-opening as far as uh, just, like, the different culture and um, their religion and um, yeah. just the way they kind of went about living life and uh, the way they handled business and, and mm-hmm. everything like that. Yeah, it was definitely um, eye-opening, I would say, um, and I think that that was just, I don't know, it was kind of a surreal experience being over there and just seeing how vastly different it was from any other place I had been. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I don't know. I've never been there, but that would be probably my, um, I don't know, experience as well, I guess. <laughs> um, but 
if we talk about America, since you're more familiar with it, um, what yeah. would you say, like, what is the most beautiful state you've been to or the most special one to you? Um, well, I'm going to have a biased opinion, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, go ahead. You know, it, it's funny because uh, growing up in Montana, just because it's called like the big sky country or the big sky <laughs> state, um, there is really something large there that you just feel at all times, like whether it's the mountains or mm -hmm. the rivers or even just like trees. And um, yeah, you just you feel very small uh, mm -hmm. just with the landscape there. Um, and, and it's you, you get to experience like the powerful like nature around you too. just, you know, when it storms, it really storms. And when it's hot, it's really hot. And when it's cold, it's really cold. And so I think, uh, you know, that and Colorado are kind of similar for me, but um, yeah, that's, yeah, it's probably where, where I feel like most at peace, even though it's a little chaotic there as far as nature. I think it's so beautiful to have, you know, you know like at least uh, those four seasons, at least the four seasons, and uh, it, it must be nice for sure. I've been to Montana only once, and that was when our flight got canceled due to storms, so I don't have the, like, the greatest memories there. <laughs> we, also <laughs> lost, we also lost our, like, very, very, like, winnable match against uh, Montana, And it was kind of bad experience, but I'm definitely, I would love to go back there and maybe enjoy the summers there and go to lakes and just, that sounds yeah. so fun. Yeah, yeah. Back, back when, back when you visited, I was probably cheering against you. <laughs> <laughs> that must, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. Um, I have a question for you. So, um. Yeah. Since I've got to know you so much better this year, um, I remember when we were in Hawaii, you were talking about like, oh, COVID sucks, you know, I wish I could travel so much. I think you are the only person that loves traveling this much, honestly, uh, <laughs> that also like talks about it, you know, and not a lot of people truly express that, those feelings. So I don't know, how did you find this calling for traveling, honestly? Because I think previously you were like studying a lot, playing tennis and, you know. Yeah, Um It was kind of a combination of, of multiple things. Um, I'd say I originally um, kind of got like the travel, I guess like people call it the travel bug um, mm -hmm. pretty early. Like my family, I actually grew up in a, an extremely religious family growing up, which is kind of funny. Um, mm -hmm. But I, you know, I really appreciated the fact that like my parents were very, or put a large emphasis on like missions and traveling and trying to go to other countries and help other people. Um, So I kind of, you know, got interested in just different cultures and um, visiting new places back then. But um, after I graduated from high school, I worked for a year and tried to start going to school. And I realized that I just um, ultimately didn't want to be in the U.S. for a while. And so um, I started to kind of get that itch. And, uh, you know, that's when I moved to Mexico. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, and then upon kind of starting a more serious relationship back then with Adrian. Um, we, she, she did a lot of studying abroad. So I would, uh, I would always go see her wherever she was studying. And then I would try to make the most out of each one of those trips. Um, and, uh, you know, and just, you know, kind of tour around. And I always thought it was fun to kind of just go off by myself in the middle of the night and see all of these places that uh, people mm -hmm. are standing in line for, uh, like to get a photo of her during the day sometimes but you yeah. can just go to each one at night and I just thought it was so cool to kind of experience all those things that you see in photos 
um, that's beautiful that's beautiful <laughs> but uh, but I mean yeah you have traveled a lot especially uh, within America as well um, and also like the after after graduating um, did you like use your miles or how did you save <laughs> for the flights and everything maybe there's like special special website that I don't know maybe you can recommend <laughs> to all the listeners um, no, Chinese, funny <laughs> I I it's funny because I, I actually feel like I was more responsible with like saving and working and um, not really spending anything um, mm-hmm. earlier in my 20s or like even early or like later teens Good than job. I am now <laughs> um, back then I would I'd basically you know plan for a trip mm-hmm. um, you know, like six months to a year ahead of time. And I always made a big emphasis on if I'm going to go, I'm going to go as long as I possibly can. Um, yeah. And I was, I was fortunate enough to have chosen um, a career in, you know, teaching tennis where if you're gone, it's, it's actually like, okay, to be gone. It's not like you're having a clock in or clock out. You're just basically mm-hmm. not providing the lessons at that time. So uh, yeah. yeah, I just save and I would buy like tickets and then I would kind of just set myself like a budget that I would need to save for as far as like each day for food and mm-hmm. like each day for lodging. And then um, I would try to take care of as much as the, of that as I could beforehand, especially when I started traveling with Adrian, it was nice because as long as I felt like I was putting money away, she was like really good at the planning part and you know, the, the reservation yeah. aspect of the traveling. I, okay, I see, I see. I actually thought you might have, like, some illegal business behind this or something. There's definitely a lot of side hustles involved <laughs> yes. in, in coming oh, up for... with the money in the last month or two. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, God. Well, with the tennis right now, at least, you know, you get a chance to travel a lot, and that's the coolest part, I think, is, you know, being as a an assistant coach and I think that's so incredible. That's a pretty cool ass job, I would say. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, another question of mine. So you mentioned that you have traveled to Mexico abroad, right? So, what are like the challenges of going abroad? Maybe you can give like few that you have yeah. to deal with. Uh, for Mexico specifically, um, <laughs> that one was that was an interesting one because I actually originally, as I was saying, that you know most of my exposure to going to Mexico uh, as a child was like. Uh, doing it for like a missions purpose um, with my parents. And so that was kind of my first connection going down there. And so uh, I actually didn't even get um, an acceptance letter to help uh, at the orphanage that I was (laughs) going to volunteer at until I was actually like on my way down there. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, America has this thing where um, you can either have a passport or you can have um, like a passport card, which just allows you to get into Mexico and Canada and oh, I so um, I actually, I was a little, I would say, lazy, I guess, uh, about getting my passport originally because I hadn't gotten that acceptance letter. And so uh, I think I just decided to wing it and go down no matter what. And so mm-hmm. I got like the card, which took a little bit less time and then just uh, started going down. But um, yeah. getting down there, getting in to Mexico was obviously not extremely difficult like you can kind of just drive through the border yes um, that's true. but then the return is obviously a whole different process like you have to make sure that you have everything ready to go and mm-hmm. um, you have to have you know multiple forms of either uh, identification or just you know stating where your uh, your home address is and um, oh. and then while we were down there too uh, being there for 
you know, more than six months, um, I think is what the time limit is, is you're supposed to have certain types of visas. Um, Mm -hmm. And I had gone down there originally with the orphanage, but then I ended up kind of having other jobs while I was down there as well. And um, Mm -hmm. I never got those visas. (laughs) And so we had a, Uh yeah, we had some people, um, I guess you could say on the inside that would kind of tip off most of like my employers (laughs) or the foundation that I was at (laughs) that would say like, Hey, they're doing inspections today. So anybody who doesn't have these visas, like make sure you just kind of take the day off and like go to the ocean or something. And so it was was funny kind of being incognito on those, on those days. Oh, okay. It was fun. Yeah. Is there anything you regret not doing while uh, being in Mexico? Um, it's okay. We can tell illegal stuff because that's kind of... Okay, I don't know. <laughs> regret I, I doing or regret past. not doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, not doing. Not doing. Um, yeah. No, I think, that, uh, I think that it's amazing how um, when you get into a comfortable situation that you start to go back to your habits of comfort, which is like... Mm-hmm. You know, I'd, I'd get off a day or have a weekend off and, you know, end up kind of staying home and um, whether it was like watching TV or, you know, just kind of eating and going to bed or mm-hmm. um, not that I didn't enjoy maybe hanging out with people at home, but uh, I do kind of look stay. back and yeah, I, I kind of look back and I was just like, I had so long there that I could have gone to the ocean you know, mm-hmm. hundreds of more times or, you know, one of the last things we did was spent the night on the beach. And I was like, I only did this twice while I was down here, but I yeah. could have done it, you know, every weekend. So you do start to um, have yeah. some of those regrets looking back. But I see. I totally understand that. I think yeah. anyone, uh, one of us can re- kind of relate to this part for sure. We take things for granted for sure. Um, yeah. But um, what I wanted to ask you as well uh, talking about your future plans when it comes to traveling, do you have any? Uh, I remember <laughs> you brought up the like the sadness uh, that was kind of. Uh, no, I'm just trying to shift the topics. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's it's good because like the you know the 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 pandemic did kind of throw a curveball because we had actually planned another trip to Thailand. My wife and I had and mm-hmm. um, had to cancel that, and then we tried to plan it again and once again had to cancel that and so um mm-hmm. it's it's kind of hard to look forward specifically to anything um and uh it's funny though because my I think my my focus started to be on traveling uh parts of the world that weren't Europe um until later on in my life because the more I had gone to Europe the more I realized like it's a little bit more feasible to do throughout your entire life compared to you know doing parts of like Southeast Asia mm-hmm. or you know uh, if you want to adventure and do a lot of snorkeling I, I, I wanted to save that for my earlier <laughs> years so that's what uh that's what we're trying to figure out right now is once the pandemic is managed a little bit better and we can actually travel uh we're gonna probably try to hit up Southeast Asia again or maybe even go down through South America mm-hmm. and then uh but but now the more I coach, the more I, I have contacts and friends in Europe. So that's another sure. <laughs> dilemma that I have to, you know, kind of figure out, like, how long do I want to actually not see those people? <laughs> and, and then for Adrian, we also have a very good dental schools here in Europe, you know. <laughs> so yeah, maybe she could be like, uh, yeah, um, 
I forgot what the certification would be in order to actually practice in both, but oh, <laughs> I'm uh, sure I'll... it would transfer at some yeah, point. Yeah, right. That would be cool. I mean, if yeah. you're more than welcome to come to Latvia. You know that. So <laughs> you have you. home here. So, yeah. um, but not until you not until you get your yacht there, girl. That's <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so we're gonna slowly like wrap this up. But what can you tell our listeners about studying, working, or just like going abroad? Why would they go out of their comfort zone? Um, I think you know, it's it's nice as like a as a tennis coach because I think that it kind of gives me like a very specific. Um, I guess you could say comparison to like uh, life lessons, um, mm-hmm. like lots of times in tennis. And I know that even being on your court, we talked about it sometimes, like sometimes doing things to make you uncomfortable, uncomfortable yeah. kind of actually gives you more confidence. Um, Cause the more you succeed in an area where you're not comfortable, I, I believe that it kind of gives you confidence to keep on doing things that you didn't think you would be able to achieve in the first place. Mm-hmm. And um, so I see that, you know, on the tennis court. So immediately, you know, people are, afraid to do certain shot selections or certain certain styles of play and then if they actually pull it off and they succeed at that then they're more comfortable doing it for the rest of their career um and so i think that one of the things for travel is my first fear was always um financial worries i was always worried that like i wouldn't have enough money once i was there and mm-hmm. then you kind of figure it out whether it's like oh today i can't actually eat out three times i need to just <laughs> eat like ramen in my in my room, which is funny because you're traveling and you're eating something from like a, a convenience store. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you get to be in like a different country and you get to like, you know, not be working. And then also is like the job security. Um, you know, I was always worried that like maybe if I come back, like my my employers would be upset with me. Um, but mm-hmm. really, if you know, for me, like it never happened. I think that as long as I worked hard while I was there, my employers never wanted me to, you know, not return. And thankfully, um, uh, like I said, I chose the career that I did. Um, so it was a little bit more manageable in that side, but mm-hmm. and then I'd say like, um, it's not, I, I used to have the impression that it's, it's very difficult to, you know, find places with good Wi-Fi and, you know, where you're capable of actually accomplishing work or accomplishing school while you're abroad. But I've actually found like the opposite. I found like pretty much every hotel or every single like cafe nowadays has Wi-Fi, even in some of the really small, like remote countries that we've been to. True. Well, that's so beautiful. That's so well said. Like, um, (laughs) you always inspire me, truly. So... (laughs) But, uh, <laughs> but is there like anyone you want to give like a shout out to or say hi or like something? Yeah, I have this friend named Gerda in Latvia, <laughs> so big shout out to her. I think she's starting like this new uh, 20s and abroad like travel podcast right now. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to check g- out that page, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're going to cut this out. <laughs> no. I'm kidding. Um, but- no, no, I mean, obviously, like I said, a, a large a large part of my um, inspiration to travel has definitely been my wife, Adrian, just because she always wanted to do it for school. But then, you know, mm-hmm. instead of having a traditional wedding, even, you know, her, her dream was to, to elope. And I thought that that was such a unique experience that mm-hmm. um, I probably wouldn't be able to um, obviously replace, but to uh, really even compare to anything else that I've um, experienced. Mm-hmm. 
that's so nice. Please say hi to her. And uh, <laughs> again, Josie, thank you so, so much for sharing your stories again. And you also inspire me so much. And I hope this episode will inspire, you know, other listeners. So thank you guys for listening and till our next episode. <laughs> <laughs>